0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Happier, Healthier with Conway Medical Center, a show that takes you behind the scenes of CMC to shed light on the inner workings of a community nonprofit hospital. We'll be talking with employees across all disciplines, sharing our heart for healthcare and highlighting how the work we do supports positive outcomes for our patients and community. Join us each week for Happier, Healthier with Conway Medical Center. All content discussed on Happier, Healthier with Conway Medical Center are the individual opinions of our hosts and guests and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast to treat any medical condition for either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues you may be having. This disclaimer applies to any guest or contributor of the podcast. Today, I'm here with Andrea Erickson VP patient care service and chief nursing officer at CMC welcome Andrea thank you so much for having me it's exciting to have you you are my first um, clinical guest so it's very exciting as a non clinical person Wow so, the pressure yeah all right the pressures on for nursing I really want to get in it <laughs> um, so you're you've been with CMC now four or five months four, yeah just about five months now okay and you've We've hit the ground running. We've already, you and I have worked on a couple different fun things with nursing week and you participated in our golf classic and you kind of did a great job. I mean, you have fun out there, right? Oh,
1: I had a lot of fun. I'm not yeah. very good, but I but I can have a lot of fun.
0: It was fun. We were, we were wet and cold most of the day, but we raised a lot of money and so that's all that matters. Um, so you've been here five months, but tell me a little bit about where you were before and kind of where you've been the last, you know, little stretch of time here the last decade or so. Sure, thank
1: you so much. So, um, I've been a nurse for 26 glorious years. Wow. uh, Born and raised up in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Went to nursing school in Massachusetts. Started off in a nursing home, believe it or not, back in 1996 really hard to get into a hospital um, Mm -hmm. setting if you didn't have your foot in the door there. Um, So I pounded the pavement. Up then, you know, you needed a bachelor's in science. I had that. I remember being in Boston, going to hospital to hospital with my resume, all typed out, and they were really like, you know, this is great, but come back when you have some experience. So I did struggle with that, like how am I supposed to get this experience? If you're not a lot of the opportunity, so I went to the local nursing home in my area, and I got a job there. I mean, I passed my boards in July, started there. I would say in uh, August, September, and I stayed there for a year and a half. And it was probably the best thing that could have ever happened mm-hmm. because. I had forty patients that I was responsible for. Um, you know, in the morning you'd give tw- half of that their med pass. You'd have to do dressings or be responsible for skin for forty mm-hmm. patients, and then in the afternoon, an additional med pass for forty patients. I also learned at that point how important. Teamwork is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I might be the nurse at the bedside caring for these patients, but I also had uh, nursing assistants that were more important because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're dealing with patients in a nursing home setting. That's their home. Yeah. So they get up every day, mm-hmm. we, we bathe them, dress them, bring them to breakfast, lunch, mm-hmm. um, and also provide nurturing care for them. Mm-hmm. So I really found that time in my career, I learned a lot of time management mm-hmm. um, and how to really embrace the team because you can't do it alone. The job's yeah. way too big, um, mm-hmm. that you need all aspects of that team. Mm-hmm. So I then had my experience under my belt and I applied for a job at Lowell General.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I stayed there for 18 years. Oh wow. Yeah, um, similar size hospital Mm -hmm. to to Conway I would say. Similar in the sense that they're growing, leader in the market. How Mm -hmm. do you get out there and be a differentiator? Mm -hmm. Um, I was uh, ICU nurse there for a long time in my career and then I segued into emergency nursing. Mm -hmm. Um, It was funny a lot of my ICU nurses like why are you going to the ED because yeah. it's polar opposite, yeah. right? But I was like, I wanted to try something different. Yeah. You're always told there's many things you can do in a nursing career. So mm-hmm. I wanted to to check it out. Yeah. And then I became a nursing supervisor mm-hmm. and then a manager and then a director of critical care because that's my background for ICU. We acquired our competitor, which was a mile down the street. Wow. So I became director of both campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I you know, I knew at that point I wanted to be a chief nursing officer Mm -hmm. so I had to make a difficult decision and leave an organization that I really loved after 18 years and I went to the dark side. I went to the for-profit business world side, but um, for a dialysis company, okay, and I oversaw all of their regulatory affairs, which Mm -hmm. was great because all I knew was nursing. Mm -hmm. And yes, I had grown up leadership, but this really brought the business Mm side of, you know, medicine and nursing Mm -hmm. to light for me. And then I, I, um, found my dream and became a chief nursing officer at a small community hospital up in New Hampshire. And Mm -hmm. I was there for five years. And then, you know, I was looking at an, bigger hospital different Mm -hmm. opportunity and I found my way to Conway Medical Center Mm -hmm. packed up my whole family and moved down and you know it's been great
0: yeah it's been really great well we're happy you packed up and moved down here thank you after after I'm a New Englander myself and many winters in New England um I've enjoyed the southern winters for sure yeah I don't miss it
1: Yeah. And you know, when they talk about Southern hospitality, they're Mm -hmm. not joking. Like I think that we're, we're nice and kind up Mm -hmm. in Massachusetts, but Mm -hmm. compared to, it's just, um, there's, there's a lot of respect, mutual respect Mm -hmm. and people are are nice and kind. Yeah. Um, And you need that. In nursing and mm-hmm. in healthcare. Yeah. So, to not have to try to reinvent that someplace mm-hmm. is really um, unique.
0: Yeah. Well, and going back to when you were talking about the acquisition at, at your previous uh, hospital, that probably gave you such a good taste of um, how you can kind of mix two systems or take the good out of one and take what you like out of another. Um, when you come to a place like Conway and you're looking kind of at how we run things. You have that great perspective of, okay, well, what, let's see what's working. Let's see what we're doing, and what what can we change. Is that hard about starting a new position like this? Is just understanding, like, quite frankly, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I think you know,
1: the job is you know, the same of you're supporting your nursing, you're supporting mm-hmm. your interdisciplinary, your providers, patient care, quality, and safety. When you start at a new organization everyone has just one name to remember, right, mm-hmm. because you're the new person and yeah. you're trying to figure out who is who, mm-hmm. how do you get things done, because the organization's not going to stop just because someone yeah. new is here, so you have to kind of just jump in with both mm-hmm. feet. With that, I've learned, you know, you don't, there's a lot of pride in every organization that mm-hmm. you're in and, you know, it's, it's not a, it, it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. When an organization sees something in you that you can bring to the table, Mm -hmm. with that you want to bring your experience, what you've seen, what you've done, but you don't want to bash all the things that have been in place. So Mm -hmm. how do you balance the richness of the history Mm -hmm. with what are your ideas, these are my mm-hmm. ideas. And you know, um, our CEO said something great today that stuck with me, we were interviewing a candidate, and you know, it's all right if you mess things up because you're gonna mess them up sometimes, yeah. but if you get them right like 85%, mm-hmm. you know, that's okay. Yeah. And I found in my career, it's okay to mess up, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to admit that you messed up, Yeah, um, say you're sorry when you messed mm-hmm. up, if you're sorry, mm-hmm. if you know, if it warrants an apology, yeah. But, you know, not be afraid to, because healthcare. if you're not moving, mm-hmm. and you're not growing, and you're stagnant,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're going to close.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, change is hard for everybody. Yeah. Um... And, and that's okay, but if you can kind of explain the reason why and the trajectory of, of how to get us there, mm-hmm. people usually get on board behind mm-hmm. that if, if they understand the reasoning behind it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, some things are we just got to do it and move on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've identified something in your organization that's, you know, a system failure some of those things we can talk about it to are blue in the face but if it's causing harm we just need to yeah. identify and fix it yeah um, but for the most part you can get people yeah to move along with you. yeah
0: um, well and kind of going back a little bit to you know talking about your background and you know coming out of school and having to really hit the pavement and having that hitting that wall of okay I need experience but I can't get the experience Something that we do here with our um, our RN Academy is kind of unique. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the RN Academy program and kind of how it sets our new nurses up for success?
1: Absolutely. So you know we are in the midst of transitioning our mm-hmm. RN Academy. Historically, the academy um, would take new graduates and kind of submerge them in different areas of the hospital. So two weeks on. ICU, two weeks in the ED, two weeks OR, just so these new nurses come out kind of have a feeling and a flair for what Conway Medical Center is, mm-hmm. where they might want to work. Um, it was a 12-week kind of rotation. We're changing that a little bit because some, you know, everyone wants those flashy type units at first. Like yep. I want labor and delivery or the OR or ED, mm-hmm. and. You know, I, I feel sometimes we're setting some of these newer nurses up when we're not giving them the foundation mm-hmm. out of the gate the to be picture. successful. Yeah. Um, not to say that everyone needs to start on med surge or mm-hmm. whatnot, but I do think there is valuable um, learning in those units, you build those building blocks. I say it takes a good year for a new nurse to kind of feel comfortable Mm -hmm. um, putting those puzzle pieces together because Mm -hmm. a patient can present with the same diagnosis in in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And when they talk about true nurse, um, like that gut feeling, Mm there really is something to that and and I swear at that year mark it starts to like click yeah. and you know what like well, something's just not right with this patient let me dig in let me mm-hmm. talk to the provider like this is what I'm seeing because mm-hmm. nursings the eyes and ears you know 24-7 boots on the ground with these yeah. patients and sometimes clinical changes are so subtle
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that if you don't have that experience behind you you might not necessarily see them mm-hmm. um, so we're Partnering with Vizient, mm-hmm. Um I'm excited about that. It's a nurse residency program. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Evidence based. It is mm-hmm. amazing. It's a year long residency, and they mm-hmm. the data shows that really um, it gives them a cohort, a group of peers mm-hmm. that they feel comfortable with. They can ask questions. Um, there's simulation. It's it's not so much like a classroom setting, but it's mm-hmm. more. This is real life scenarios, situations,
0: how are we all working through that? Um, so is this kind of similar to like a, a physician program that we, you know, other hospitals may have or we have?
1: This is more like, there are, they're, they're nurses, so they're graduating, so they're, ready to go. they're ready to go, they're actually oriented and on the unit but we allow this program allows for once a month Mm -hmm. dedicated time that they're together and it's a rolling three, you know, three cohorts Mm -hmm. a year. So at the end of the year, um, I think the statistic is you have, you know, it's like shown to have like an 85% retention rate on those first year nurses. And really I think it's been since COVID, um, you know, nursing is hard. Healthcare Mm -hmm. is hard that I've seen, I've never seen it before in my career new nurses coming out, and within three months, six months, they said, this is not for me. Oh, wow, After I can't do school. this, yeah. I don't like bedside nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting older, mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna need nurses at the bedside okay. to, to care for me, and um, how do we find that joy? Mm-hmm. And I think some of that is, is what has, has fizzled mm-hmm. out. So how do we give these nurses the building blocks to have the joy mm-hmm. in the career that they've spent two years or four years mm-hmm. trying to get to that mm-hmm. and then they leave within three to six months. I want to prevent that.
0: Yeah. Um, and giving them to like that, that community of people that are going through the same thing they're going through. Cause I would imagine that without that, without those people that you meet with on this regular basis, you know, you might be working with different people on your shift. It might not always be the same people, but having kind of that camaraderie would be helpful.
1: Right. And it's, you know, there is, time built in there to talk about their fears. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, hist- the the data shows, like I'm sure you've heard of um, nurses eat their young mm-hmm. or lateral violence, mm-hmm. it's all of these, if a nurse doesn't feel comfortable
0: mm-hmm.
1: asking why or I don't know that,
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: that's where patient harm comes into place. Tell, tell
0: me about that. that. Lateral violence and those phrases you just
1: mentioned. So lateral violence. Um, I did my my master's research on this. Mm-hmm. It's really it comes down to a lack of power or a shift in power and, and control. And you have a seasoned nurse on the unit um, that might not be the nicest, brilliant, clinically solid. Mm-hmm. You know, you want your you want your loved one to be cared by this nurse because mm-hmm. she she's got it going on. She mm-hmm. knows clinically but she's not nice. Mm -hmm. So you have these newer nurses that, you know, you're jamming four years of school Mm -hmm. in order to be prepared to take the NCLEX to pass, but you still have a whole career of learning ahead of you that if I'm afraid to ask you a question because you are so smart, but you're so mean, Mm -hmm. I might not ask that question. And so if you follow like that domino effect, I didn't, I recognized something, but I was afraid to, to yeah. escalate, and it can be up to the provider level too. It's mm-hmm. all about mutual respect in, in that. But if we don't allow these nurses to ask questions, mm-hmm. if we're mean to them, if there's mm-hmm. this bullying type phenomenon, the patient at the bedside suffers. Mm-hmm. So that's what like we're, we're trying to prevent all yeah. of that. So it gives these new nurses like a safe space. Mm-hmm. Because no one wants to feel dumb, right? Yeah. No one wants to feel like, I don't know that. Or ashamed. I'm or ashamed. Like, and I, it's okay yeah. to be like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this a long, a long time. I feel comfortable because I've been doing it a long time. i be like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, let me figure that out and get back to you. Or I'm not the expert on that. Mm-hmm. When you're coming out, like, you have so many things in your mind. You're trying yeah. to figure out, like, who, who's safe for me to ask that question yeah. to? So this cohort kind of gives them that safe space as well. Now, with that, it's not a avenue that they can just complain. Yeah. Uh, but it also gives, like, is there a specific unit that is struggling with X, Y, and Z? So it mm-hmm. kind of helps, you know, the organization kind of identify opportunities for mm-hmm. improvement.
0: Um, that program sounds amazing. I can't wait to see it in action here. And is that something in nursing that, I mean, I'm sure it's in, in every, every field and every occupation, but when you do have um, somebody that's been doing it a really long time, they really know what they're doing. Um, but maybe get burnout. out. Is that something that we have to deal with in nursing at all? Is that kind of burn burnout mentality that maybe makes you a little less helpful or a little less willing to help?
1: Absolutely, I think um, burnout is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I think COVID kind of brought that to light. Um, you know, Healthcare it was always work until you can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't really allowed to call in sick Not that you weren't allowed to call yeah. in sick, but you would drag yeah. <laughs> yourself to work half-dead Yeah, because you didn't want to leave your partners mm-hmm. in the larch and yeah. then when COVID first hit like they were banging, you know Pots and pans in New York City mm-hmm. and healthcare were like the heroes and mm-hmm. then I think unfortunately Any type of crisis should last six weeks, Mm -hmm. eight weeks. And then you went on nine months, Mm -hmm. 12, 18, Mm -hmm. two years, that um, it got old quick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being on the front lines of that, you can sustain that adrenaline rush Mm -hmm. of trying to, like, pioneer through it Mm -hmm. when it didn't stop. And then you had another resurgence and another wave, and you're Mm -hmm. seeing young people, like, it, it was It was really emotionally hard mm-hmm. uh, for the staff and then all that PPE mm-hmm. and just I think the uncertainty of of not knowing like could I be putting myself at risk? Am I putting
0: my family at mm-hmm. risk? Um, Have nurses you think developed some you know post-traumatic stress from this event that from a mental health perspective you think?
1: I think so. I think there's always an opportunity for um, health care so you know The fire departments, the police departments, they've done a great job of being more proactive with um, burnout Mm -hmm. and the stressors that they see every day. Um, I think healthcare, there's an opportunity to have maybe some of that built into um, what an organization can offer proactively instead of, you know, we're really good at if we have a traumatic event come in through the department or, or something really that can affect someone um, after the fact, mm-hmm. we bring people in, which I do think those debriefings are, are helpful. Um, I speak to my own. I've seen some really horrific things in my career working in the ED and also in ICU. And I say, we, I always just go and tuck it like into the back of my yeah. head. But could there have been an opportunity that to deal with them differently? Because mm-hmm. um, some things do still like can bother you at some times, but not everyone has that same Mm -hmm. mindset. Some some things bother me, some things don't. And I Mm -hmm. think um, we can't put everyone into a one box Mm -hmm. and think everything's going to be okay for them. And I think when you're a nurse or in healthcare, it's okay that you see those things. And that's just part of your job. And, you know, a a, a fetal demise or a young Mm -hmm. child Mm -hmm. drowning. Like, just different things. It's not normal to Mm -hmm. see. And we're supposed to just... Hug the mom and, and, you know, pick up and keep going with your next patient. I don't think we allow ourselves that time to maybe process it. Yeah,
0: so I can only imagine for, you know, people that are on the floors talking with our patients and witnessing these things firsthand, how over time it could be, how you could tuck it away because you're still, you've got eight hours left of your shift or 11 hours left. Yeah. You. you'll deal with that emotion later and then you, next day, I'll deal with it the next day, you know?
1: Absolutely, because then you gotta go home and take care of your family exactly. or yourself, go to the gym yeah. or, yeah, and usually yourself kind of yeah. falls, falls to the bottom and if you don't, then you could see that it can it can catch up to you, because I mean, you know, you, we work in the hospital setting, we are so comfortable walking through the halls, it's like our home away from mm-hmm. home. When patients are in the hospital, it could be the hardest time of their lives, or they're receiving a diagnosis, or they're Mm -hmm. scared, and we're very comfortable in the hospital, so how, you know, it's blending those two, I think, um, because you do deal with people at their most vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and that's what I love about nursing is that holistic care of that patient and the family, Mm -hmm. not just the hanging of the drips and all that, but really that that total care of that patient and the family, yeah. and, you know, it can be a lot, Yeah, but very re- rewarding.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that actually leads me to kind of, you know, the heart of nursing, what you're talking about, which is, you know, the patient and the, the family, the impact they have. You know, how has nursing kind of changed your life? I, I, I say it, I mean, I say
1: it all, I love being a nurse. Um, no denying it's, it's, given me a lot of joy in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I've made some great friends. I've been able to have a a great career in Mm -hmm. many different areas of the hospital. Great providers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel comfortable of the hospitals that I've worked with Mm -hmm. that I would get my care there. You know, it's one thing just to work in an organization, but I trust in the people here Mm -hmm. and around me to receive the care here, my family's care here. Um, I really think it's seeing patients get better. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes patients don't. Mm -hmm. And so when that presents itself to how can you help the patient, the family Mm -hmm. transition um, to that next stage and and ultimately sometimes that is um, death. But Mm -hmm. I think that you can find beauty um, Mm -hmm. throughout all of it. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the technologies are great. A mm-hmm. lot of the technology we have has um, improved patient quality mm-hmm. tenfold. With that, you know, regulations come and things are, are mandatory, which we have to embrace. But the electronic medical record, everyone is so computerized now. Mm-hmm. Um, you see little kids in the grocery store, like can't even walk, but they're like playing oh, on yeah. a tablet. So yeah. like we can't fight that. Um, I do love paper because mm-hmm. I'm old, yeah. but you know, the computer, but how do we use the computer smarter? Mm-hmm. How do we optimize the computer, have less clicks to, to get the same benefit? Because mm-hmm. um, really at the heart of nursing, it's all that critical thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and does that technology become overbearing, you know, on a nurse during their shift? And how do you is it difficult, I guess, like how you communicate? So how you communicate with each other when you're doing a, a, a changeover to you know, a new shift or a physician is making his rounds. Have, does it ever feel like we've gotten too technologically advanced and it's difficult to talk or do we find that good balance still in terms of communication? I think
1: at the heart of everything it, it is about good communication. Mm-hmm. Um, the electronic medical record, some of these advancements, they're, they're tools. Mm-hmm. And these tools were to help Make things easier, more streamlined. Um, if you don't optimize your tools and you don't make changes to them, they can become a little bit more cumbersome. I would say, um, but everything is time stamped. I mean, it is it is what it is. Um, but if you don't optimize it, but I think honestly, everything that kind of impedes us um, for nursing mm-hmm. would be a lack of communication, mm-hmm. just having the communication with each other. A lot can get lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Um, again, getting back if I'm afraid to ask you questions, we're not communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the end result is the patient could be so, could suffer from mm-hmm. that. Um, but just thinking through my career of working in ICU when we started with the central line bundles, the Foley catheter bundles, sepsis bundles, they're mm-hmm. all to improve the safety in the, for the patient and mm-hmm. decrease mortality, decrease you know, harm. Mm-hmm. So those advancements, but I remember going through like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, back in the day we would put tube feeding, two yeah, food coloring and uh-huh. tube feeding to ensure that a patient wasn't aspirating that in their lungs because the N G tube wasn't in the stomach. Oh. You look back and you're like, oh my God, why were we doing that? Right. But now you drop an NG tube, you get a chest x-ray, you make sure that it's in place, and then you start your tube feeding. So yeah. through these advancements, you learn like, wow,
0: yeah. um,
1: what we were doing probably wasn't the smartest thing, yeah. but that's what we knew at that time.
0: Well, is that that must be an exciting thing about, but also a challenging thing is, is the constant advancing forward, the changes, um, working with, you know, whether it's quality or um, someone more operationally. but you have all these different pieces that are coming together at the heart is outstanding patient care, but it can probably feel overwhelming. New systems, new policies, new processes. Is that a difficult thing for nurses sometimes? I, I, I do think so. I mean, to, for them,
1: why is quality looking at this? Why is risk looking at that? And really, if you look at it, we are all one team mm-hmm. working together. Some are, we all have a different skill and expertise. Mm-hmm but if we can understand the reason why, and and if the nurses know why they're looking at these things and how we can improve, and my number one thing is, have those frontline nurses be part of your solution. When you get their buy-in and you ask them, hey, what do you think about this? They're the ones doing the work every Mm -hmm. single day. Um, They're the ones that know what's, how many clicks on the computer are mm-hmm. too many clicks you know mm-hmm. if you engage them and ask them how can we do this differently to improve what you do every day they're like this sure. they're gonna have the answer out sometimes you can't give them what they want or it's not operational mm-hmm. and they'll get it but if they feel heard and listened to and that oh we can use this this solution mm-hmm. that's where you're gonna get the biggest bang for your buck because they feel heard
0: yeah tell me about um, I've taken up almost thirty minutes of your time, so I know you've got a ton of bit, a ton of stuff to do. But can you leave me with just some exciting things, some exciting exciting opportunities that you see here at CMC? Now, now that you've been here, hit the ground running, four months, five months in, what are you excited about here over the next six months? Let's say I'm
1: excited about the growth at at Conway. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of growth going on here. Um, the just the ability to Keep up with that growth Mm -hmm. is refreshing. Um, If you have a good idea and it is a valid idea and and you can justify the why around it, it is, you know, let's give it a go, let's Mm -hmm. give it a try. Um, We're creating float pools, we're creating um, like a varied shift um, for like the inpatient side of things. To try to alleviate, because you know, with COVID, everyone worked from home. Yeah. Nursing hospitals, we're twenty four seven yeah. operation jobs. <laughs> yeah. No one wants, yeah, we're yeah. essential. No one wants to work nights or weekends. So yeah. how do you? How do we make it fun again? Mm-hmm. How do we bring that passion back to the bedside? Mm-hmm. Um, because it can be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. it can really be a lot of fun but I think um, being innovative we have a lot of strategic partners in Conway and and, in Myrtle Beach and how do we use and leverage and partner with Mm
0: -hmm. these
1: different um, entities to really do something different Mm -hmm. to me that's very exciting it is
0: yeah Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. It was so awesome to talk to you. And I hope that maybe six or seven months down the road, you can come back and we can talk some more.
1: I would love that. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks, Andrea.